So from Hafiz, a very short one. The intelligent man. The intelligent man quickly realizes the impotence of of gold. That's a pretty short one. <laughs> now a nice long one. And then you are. And then you are like this, a small bird decorated with orange patches of light, waving your wings near my window, encouraging me with all your existence of love to dance. And then you are like this, a cruel word that stabs me from the mouth of a strange costume you wear, a guise you had too long tricked me into thinking could be other than you. And then you are the firmament that spins at the end of a stirring of your hand that you offer to mine, saying, Did you drop this? Surely this is yours. And then you are, oh, then you are, the beloved of every creature, revealed with such grandeur, bursting with each cell in my body. I kneel, I laugh, I weep, I sing, I sing. But I'm not going to sing for you right now. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be weeping. <laughs> All right. It's kind of fun the last uh, few weeks, at least, I guess I'd say. I've been beginning to listen to more of the older talks we've had everything that's up on the website and at home I've got an archive back many many years and point out the old tapes and listening and it's quite interesting um, going back over the years and really hearing the things that we shared in here and at the same time it's just like golly we're really not saying anything new I think we've covered about everything now you know maybe we just say it in different ways or give a couple different details or storylines but it's really pretty basic and simple you know, this is a, a mystical pathway, but it's often called a mystical pathway because it's a mystery to be solved. It's the unknown. And it isn't it often the fear of the unknown that we allow to run our lives, that we, in a sense, hold back and we're afraid to move forward because of that fear? You ever feel limited by fear? You ever feel stuck or afraid to take some kind of step? whether mentally, emotionally, or physically. It's often a physical action we look to. But if we realize, though, that's quite often mentally and emotionally that it's of something inside of us that, in a sense, causes us to hold back even from our physical actions that we take. And so those are worth looking at. It's valuable to begin to look inside to see what these things are within us. But we often will distract ourselves. We, we won't even allow ourselves to look inside because of how uncomfortable that is or that fear that begins to creep up inside of ourselves when we even begin to think about it or even begin to glance at it, let alone look at it and begin to, in a sense, evaluate or observe it to learn from it. It's a big step. You ever heard that phrase, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway? Because that's often what this journey encompasses is really looking at the fears, beginning to confront the fears and feel them and, and see them for what they are and what's all wrapped up in there. 
Because in there is also our life's lessons or what we call karmas or unlearned lessons. And how do we learn? Of course, it's by observation, by paying attention, looking, observing, seeing, listening, hearing. Well, what is this about? Asking questions. Asking questions. Often we're asking questions out in the world of other people, of other situations, but how many times do we ask questions of ourselves to begin to stir those answers that lie within? To ask ourselves those questions, not only of the practical things, well, geez, what kind of life do I want? What kind of job do I want? What kind of family do I want? What, what do I want to do here? But what about those deeper things? Like, what are even these emotions in me? Why do I have these thoughts that I have? And where does this all come from, anyway? And who am I in all this that's experiencing all these physical imaginations and emotions and mental thoughts and all these? How many times do we begin to really quest inside and begin to ask these questions of ourselves? There's that other phrase called, Ask and you shall receive. But if we don't ask, it's us who's keeping that door closed. And so it's up to us to open the door to begin to allow the answers to come or the learning or the solution. Even practical problem solving. It's always a question and it's seeking out an answer just like we do in school. Whether it's an arithmetic problem, a a science equation, a grammatical question, there's always this question and answer, this learning process. And there's a truth in that even in the inner journey that we walk spiritually, that as we begin to ask within, that we begin to open doors within our own consciousness, we can begin to stir ourselves awake to allow that greater truth of the divine to awaken within ourselves. But we often hit the inner walls because of those fears that we're often scared to ask the questions because of what may come, what we feel or think because of that fear that we experience inside. So we we don't even want to ask the questions because we feel like if we open a door, it's going to let that fear in. And what's it going to do? Is it going to destroy us? Are we going to die? Is our life going to get worse than what it already is? Or even better for that matter? These are the things that we've got to be willing to ask, to look at, to work with, to learn and grow through, to accept, and to experience. The funny thing is, Every time we really allow ourselves to move into the experience, we discover that the fear is always worse than the experience itself. You know what I'm talking about? You ever do that? Go through all this anxiety and fear of approaching something in your life, and then you actually do it, and it happens, and you go, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, maybe it wasn't great, but... My gosh, it's a lot worse the way I was feeling and thinking about it than actually doing it. That's often the case. And sure, there's those things that sometimes we don't think about and really are horrible. 
But then it's over with. And somehow we've made it. We've made it through. No matter how discouraging, how horrible, or uncomfortable the situations may be, that we always find our way through. That we always come through the other side. Sometimes we're temporarily maybe in a worse position than what we had been before. But then as we keep moving, we find things beginning to shift and change. We eventually begin to find our situations improving in life. Not only physically, but even how we view ourselves mentally and emotionally. But here's the big difference. It is often in that approach of how we view ourselves that can make all the difference in what our experiences are, how we learn in those experiences, and ultimately what the outcome or result is in walking through all these experiences in this journey of life. It is that approach and how we view ourselves in and through it all that begins to make the difference of whether we stir awake to the greater truth behind all the illusion or the fear, or whether we begin or stay asleep and maybe even go more asleep because we allow that fear to run us, because we begin to fight, to resist, or to run. You know, the old fight-or-flight syndrome, as it's known in psychology. Funny because just even this morning in my own meditation, once again I was reminded of this funny yet simple, yet what a process of how this really works moving into the greater spiritual freedom that is available to all of us and how we approach it in these fears. Just this morning I had a situation where I had one of these fears in a sense coming at me to cause pain and disturbance. And my first reaction was to get it before it gets me. Kill or be killed, right? And that was my first initial reaction. And then as soon as I did, they went, wait a minute, Brian, you've done this enough. You know how this works. That which we resist persists. I have found in reaction those things that I'm reacting to will match my strength no matter how hard I try to kill it or run from it. It's right there behind me or it's matching my strength so I can't harm it. And then the fear increases because like, oh my God, it's getting stronger. It's going to be even worse when it gets me now. So in all the years of doing this and having these situations and right in that instant, I'm going, okay, yep, the initial... Human response, reaction. And what do we talk about on this pathway over and over? Take action, not reaction. And what is action? Well, the actions we speak of in here is loving, accepting, and forgiving. So in that split moment, I made a choice. I made a choice to let go of the reaction and I chose the acceptance, the loving, and the forgiveness. And another word I use with the forgiveness especially is surrender. 
So right away, I just let go and surrendered. It's like, all right, yeah, if you're going to get me, go ahead and get me. And as soon as I surrendered, guess what happened? As you've heard me say many a time in sharing a story like this, it just dropped away, dropped away. I was never harmed. And that which I was struggling with just dissolved because I let go of the struggle because I made the choice. My gosh, what are you saying, Brian? The power lies within each of us. It is the choices we make within ourselves that make the difference with the reflection out here. Because the truth is, as strange as this may seem at times, that even all the things out here are really a reflection of what's going on inside. So when we make different choices inside and we change the inner kingdom, guess what's going to happen in the outer reflection? It's going to begin to change. But if we keep doing the same thing over and over inside of ourselves, keep reacting, keep reacting, keep reacting, guess what is going to be out here? Well, this reflection out here is going to be the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And then you know what's funny too? The details may change. And for a moment you think, yes, finally it's different, it changed. And then after a little while when you settle into the new, all of a sudden you realize it looks different, it sounds different. It's the same freaking thing. Anybody here know what I'm talking about there? Yep, got a new partner. God, they're the same as the last one. Got a new job. Gosh, it's the same thing. I've got the same boss. The same whatever situations. Oh, my God. What's going on? That's why this journey is one of paying attention. Because in paying attention, we begin to see what's going on through our experience and in watching we learn karma, unlearned lessons. So now through the details, we begin to see beyond the details of the reflection and begin to look more within to learn what is that underlying pattern or lesson that is running within me and that the outer reflection is here to reflect back to me the information or the experience so I can begin to wake up and learn and see what is really going on inside and through it all. But as long as we're looking out here, the answer never comes. Yeah, we can make different choices and decisions and change things up physically, but until we look inside and begin to discover what's really taking place and any permanent or true change doesn't happen until we make those inner choices. And even when we make a new choice inwardly, there's still this process we walk through in a transition from one thing to another, from one pattern to another. Just like in grade school, I've often looked at this pathway like the classroom or that journey through grade school, grades 1 through 12 or even preschool and afterwards. Okay, I'm in a certain grade, and here's the lessons. 
And here's the homework. Here's all the details. Think about it. Even in courses in school, you may have a lot of problems to solve or questions to answer. To learn one single pattern or one subject. Okay, we've got one subject. Golly, there's so many details in learning all this, though. But it's in all the details and having the experience that we begin to learn the subject. So remember that. So the next time you feel like you're done with something and then you get upset because it shows up again, just look at it like another homework assignment. It's on the same subject, yes. But this is another detail dealing with that subject that you're now learning about. So maybe you did finish the homework over here, but the underlying subject or karmic pattern we're still learning about. So rather than being upset with it, say, all right, well, I've got a little more homework here. And if you need a little help, what do you do? You talk to the teacher, right? Help me out here. Or you get a good tutor, somebody who knows the subject to assist you in the learning. That's what we're here doing. That's what Jim and I are here to do in Inner Light Ministries. That's why it's even called a spiritual teacher. To present the subject, the discourse, the information. But then it's up to you to do the homework so that you learn the lessons, that you learn the subject and through your learning, you come to the greater understanding. The greater truth that is in and through every single lesson that the soul is unfolding through. It's just a very different journey or subject in the way we learn spiritually than it is in this world. But yet it's still similar this world is just a reflection of that journey. So if you can see that similarity, just know that there's this unfolding in spirit along those lines. And once you learn the subject, what happens? You graduate. You pass. You can move on. That's called freedom. That's called soul liberation. But it's, it takes place by walking through the experience and learning through the experience. That's all this is. And the nice thing about this journey, it's at your own pace. You get to work at your own pace. You can do homeschooling. You can come to class. You can go to retreats. You can do it however. It's up to you. It's up to you to avail yourself to what resources are there to support you. So it's kind of nice. You got classmates along the way. You can hang out and do stuff together, study together, right? Yeah, we do that, right? Yeah, we study together, right? But then that's often the people we get irritated, right? We get irritated with them because, oh my God, they're reflecting back to me my karmas, and I don't like my karma, so I'm getting irritated with that person. And then we think it's that person that's our problem or the source of it. And yet all they're doing is giving us the stimulus or the opportunity to begin to see what's being stirred in ourselves. But then again, it's up to us 
to begin to look at and to learn from what is stirring within and then making the choices of what we want to do with that and how we want to approach it. See, again, it's often not what we want to do with it because most of the time, what do we want to do? Get rid of it, right? I don't like it, get rid of it. So we often need to look at how we get rid of it. Through loving, acceptance, and forgiveness is a way to dissolve, to have experience, to learn the lessons, trying to push things away through the fight or flight only delays it. It does not get rid of it. If anything, it brings it closer because that struggle, that's what the struggle's doing. It's bringing it up in our face. We now have to deal with it. We can't get away from it. And when we try to do it, what's it do? We can't even sleep sometimes or we dream about it. We think about it. We're t we find ourselves talking about it all the time with people around us because we're trying to work it out. We're trying to understand or simply just get rid of it. But many of us on the spiritual journey, because we hear this, we look at this as a journey of awakening through learning, through experience. So we begin to look at that and to learn from it, to even ask ourselves, what's the lesson here? What am I to learn in this process? Good question. And the answer comes simply through observing, because it's observing our experience where the lesson is revealed. But only... As we approach it in loving and acceptance and forgiveness or surrender, let go, let God. Because in the letting go, then all of a sudden God can bring the revelation or the understanding of what it is we're doing here, what it is we're learning. Why is this all going on? The answers come very differently than information. Most of us in this world have learned by getting information. That's what a lot of school is about, right? It's information. It's all about information. Well, the spiritual journey is not about information. It's about life experience. And in life experience comes wisdom, which is spiritual understanding or gnosis, knowing. That's wisdom. Not smarts or intelligence through intellectual information, but knowing, wisdom, the inner knowing. And then the information is whatever it is. You could describe things in many different ways all about the same thing. So we're going for the wisdom, the understanding, from the experience here. And it's how we approach it that makes the difference of whether we gain the experience and the wisdom from that or whether we simply, in a sense, hold ourselves back another grade or another life or another experience, however it is. Pretty simple, pretty basic. So a lot of what Jim and I are here to do is to begin to demystify the mystical pathway. Because if it's mystical, 
kind of hard to learn, isn't it? But if we can begin to demystify that and break it down to simple basics, we can begin to see how it works and understand it and begin to apply it. And so now we have a spiritual pathway of awakening rather than a mystical pathway of wonderment and ignorance. Please listen what I'm saying. Because I'm also speaking about in that statement the approach once again. If we approach things as trying to get rid of our karma, we're focused on the karma and we're going to make it hard. If we look at things as a process of awakening and discovery, we're going to begin to see the greater truth of spirit in and through it all. And that's done by how we approach it. And that's up to us. That's each one of us, our own choice to do. And we can change it at any time we want, in a moment's notice. But it's often not till we go through the struggle and the challenge that we finally wake up because pain gets us to pay attention. Can't ignore it anymore. No way to avoid this. So we finally begin to look and learn and discover and begin to find a way out of the pain. And through the hardship, we find the greater ease and eventually we find the way to greater ease is through the loving, the accepting, and the forgiving. So let it be so. If you want to do preventative work, well, approach things with loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. Yeah, it can be the cure, but can it also be the prevention all at the same time? We're going to learn one way or another, whether it's hard or easy. And we'll do it all. We'll do the hard learning and the easy learning. And it's all okay, because it's all part of the journey. The wonderful thing is, when you begin to see that God's loving has been walking with you through the whole journey, it begins to change everything. Because before, you've assumed that it was just you on your own. You're all alone in this journey. And that's why it was so hard or miserable. But when you begin to see that that spirit of loving has been walking with you all the way, the whole way along this journey, that different approach that I've been speaking of begins to unfold. Because we do begin then to look more to spirit, to invite God in to our life experience more and more and more. And then not only do we find that God is assisting us in learning the lessons and getting the greater freedom from the past up to the present, but then we even find that God is beginning to go before us now in laying out a pathway of loving. And that as we keep our eyes on the loving, even into this world, each step we take, it's all laid out. So we can live a life of greater ease, as that grace goes before us, that we look to loving, that no matter what the physical, mental, or emotional, or imaginational experiences are, we look to them in loving 
And so our lives begin to unfold as a greater action of grace rather than one of simply trying to learn our karma. We begin to see things in our lives unfold in these wonderful ways that seem almost magical. Those moments of perfect timing or synchronicity where everything just seems to be in alignment, the answers just come. You don't even expect it, but it's there just because you're open to it, even physically. Then you begin to see how spirit is really living with you, in you, through you, and all around you. Because sometimes even things in your physical world seem to magically unfold, manifest right before your eyes. But it's simply because you had the eyes to see, the ears to hear. Because you were open to the divine and choosing to live a life of divinity and allowing the divine to unfold you, the soul, through your whole life's journey, through every realm of creation. From the heart of God, through every realm, and all the way back home, right back to where you began. But now a soul fulfilled through all of its experience and awakening and coming to know not only your divinity, but also the greater divinity in all of God, in all of God's creation. The true merging into that greater ocean, the greater knowing that comes by our life experience through every realm, not just this world of time and space, but every realm of creation, the spiritual creation, as well as the physical creation. The awakening takes place through the experience. So we're here experiencing the physical creation. Guess what? We are waking up to this aspect of God called time and space. We're in a process of revelation right now. Every moment, every experience, we as the soul are awakening to our divinity in this aspect of God called time and space. And as that awakening is finishing up, well, that's our journey out of this creation. And now into another experience in God's creation beyond time and space to continue the journey of awakening. Pretty simple, right? Yeah, what do you do once you graduate from school? You go have other experience, don't you? Same thing here, the world of time and space. We're learning and growing, and there's the day we graduate. And we move on to have other experience now. And that's how this works. Very simple. And just like in school, sometimes the lessons are hard, the homework's challenging, and other times you just have a good time and play and have fun. That's all of it. So don't think if you're having a challenge that you're doing something wrong or off course. Because isn't that the time we usually judge ourselves and are hard on ourselves? I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm doing this wrong. I never get it right. 
That's part of the experience. That's the funny thing. That's all part of the experience. If we can come into acceptance, accept ourselves and our experience, accept ourselves for having this experience, we now take in the experience and the lessons revealed. And that's how we get our freedom. Freedom.